Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Brad. Um, how has the adjustment been to this job? How is it uh, compared to your expectation? It's uh, a great question. Um, as far as the expectations of the job, I knew it was going to be a sprint right now with, um, you know, everything that we had to do this summer. Um, and so we still have a lot of work to do just generally some around the edges with the roster and some around making sure that now we can focus on some other things from our operational standpoint. So uh, there's a lot to do. The phone rings a lot, um, but it's all good. And, you know, it's been quite an adjustment um, and quite, again, a full sprint um, since the season ended. It's your boy Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. All right, another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I am Joe Sway Pavone. Joel Pavone's here. Sean Dutra's back from vacation, I guess. And we got a lot to get into. We got Marcus Smart staying. We got DPE, which is, of course, the best exception in all sports. Right, guys? We got that back, right? TPE season is back for you Celtics fans. TPE. In the game. And IPA is my new my new business. That's gonna and, be my new brewery. And guys, you can't forget. You can't forget this. All right. Brad Stevens stole Dennis Schroeder. Okay. Stole. He, he jacked him. He fucking stick him up, mask on. Fucking maybe he didn't rob the Lakers, but he robbed free agency with this one. Right. One year, you get the the not even the full MLE, and he's on board. He's he's already talking about how he's a he's a he's a you know, pretty much a Celtic. That's how I'm calling this, okay? We'll get, into it. we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later, but this whole narrative of, a oh, he thought he was way more, you know, valuable than he actually is, maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's not the case, all right? Maybe maybe his asking price was the price that he's going to say, look, if I'm going to stay in L.A. and keep playing with these guys, I want more than I deserve because I'm not with these guys, you know? We'll get into that in a little bit, but first things first, guys. Uh, I'm not leading off a of summer league. Y'all can squeeze that in when y'all want to. <laughs> but let's lead off instead with the Marcus Smart um, extension because I'm not surprised about how people are reacting to it, the negative side of the Celtics fans. I'm not surprised by that. 
But I thought after a few days, people will come to their senses. But I'm not getting that, at least from you know my point of view. What do you guys think about this whole Marcus Smart thing? I love the Marcus Smart signing. I do. I think they got a guy that, like, so, so there's a couple of ways you can look at it, right? Like, you get the guy that you wanted. You get the guy that can play next to Tatum and Brown and be the consistent that he has been. You know, if you subtract Marcus Smart from this team, you are, there's a huge hole on this team at that spot. Not necessarily point guard, but, you know, um, defensively, leadership, all that stuff. It makes sense to bring him back. And I think you get him underneath $20 million. But I'm just saying, like, the the fact that he's making less than Evan Fournier, huge, less than Lonzo Ball, huge. Like, if Marcus Smart... Comparatively speaking, exactly. Go ahead. Marcus Smart hits the free agent market this year, he's probably making $22, $23 million this year with the way they they were looking for... Anything that could um, basically, you know, be a starter in the NBA. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this move. I'm a big fan of re-signing Marcus Smart. And at the end of the day, the thing that people want to say that you shouldn't have done it is because you want flexibility. You have flexibility now. He's even more of a tradable piece if you go down that road, which I don't necessarily think you want to. But if you need to. He's even more of a tradable piece now because he's got term on his contract and people like the player that Marcus Smart is at that deal. So, yeah, it's a a no-brainer, honestly, a no-brainer for me once um, everything started to shake out in free agency. Yeah, man, this this move, uh, it's it's great for not just this season, but it's great for the next few years because now you're you're backing up what uh, Udoka said. From from his first press conference when he was asked about not just you know Tatum and Brown, but about Marcus Smart, how he was a fundamental piece, and for those that are not happy about this, like if you're happy about Ime Udoka being brought in as your new head coach, so then let those two work, let those right. uh, you know let let the pieces come together and let and let's just you know let's just see what happens, like. This whole uh, narrative that he doesn't, that Smart doesn't fit, you know, the Celtics. But we don't know what these new Celtics are going to be like. We don't know what the roster, right. uh, what's the what's the the end uh, product going to be. So just let it, right. let it, let the ingredients come together, and then then let's just fuck it, just see what happens. Right. It's a new era, and at the end of the day, it's like, why not trust someone like Brad Stevens, who I don't know has been leading this team, coaching this team for the last seven years, like. I I think what we're seeing right now is the contrast between a Brad Stevens offseason and a Danny Ainge offseason. Right. I mean, that as a knock, okay? Obviously, there's a lot that you can knock Danny Ainge for in the last couple of years, but in the sense of who he was for so long, like... The grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, you can't really realistically look back and be like, well, Brad should have spoken up. He should have... No, no, no. Like, <laughs> you know what? Like, it is what it is, but now that now that Brad's taken over, like, let's just let him let him play this thing out. And honestly, pretty much every step of the way so far, I, I, I'm I'm satisfied. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm eager to see what's going to happen. I'm not making any promises, but I, I like what he's been doing so far. Like, essentially, you're giving the keys to, to Smart. Like, you're, you're telling him... Oh. Like, no, you. I don't think you are. Well, how about I let me finish my thought and then you can rebuttal. I'm like, not giving the key. Okay. 
Right. I think I think that they are Ime and Brad are giving the keys to Smart and saying you're going to be the starting point guard. You're going to be uh well you have been the unofficial captain of this team. So now you're actually going to have a bigger role and there's shit to still you still have to prove just like the Celtics have to prove in general because of how how uh how much better the Eastern Conference has gone over the last like year or so. Right. So, so with that with that being said, you know, you bring in a couple of veterans and we talked about you mentioned earlier Sway Schroeder. Uh last episode we talked about uh Cantor being signed and I think right now as the roster is constructed, like you have more veterans, you have uh, a better bench and I know Sway you don't want to talk about summer league but you got a couple of these players coming off a. Of, well, I don't want to leave with that. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. But you got come, you got some of these uh, young guys, promising young guys from summer league that hopefully that translate into the season. And I think uh, this season for the first time in I don't know seven eight years or so, it, I think it's going to be an exciting season. But not because uh, Celtics fans believe, oh yeah, they're coming out of the East or they're at least making it to the conference finals. No, it's like the expectation now. It's like, can they still be? A top four or five, uh, you know, seed in the East, but how they, how are they going to integrate all these 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 pieces? Because there's a lot of new pieces, obviously, and I think all the moves that Brad has done so far, they've been they've been good moves, and I just feel like it's it's let's just wait and see. Let's, it doesn't have to be like championship or bust for this season. But, it's not going to happen. But, well, people need to get over the price tag. People need to get over the uh, the whole twenty million thing. But yeah, go ahead, sir. But I'm just I'm just saying the thing. Well, the reason why I jumped on you saying that giving the keys to Marcus Smart is because that's what I think people are starting to do right now, and they're starting to think like, "Wow, Marcus Smart needs to be the number one point guard on this team and all these things." Like, but they not they're not looking at the other moves that Brad has made. Brad is building around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown more than Danny Ainge has ever done because mm-hmm. Danny Ainge always just tried to get that one other big star. And whether that meant keeping cap space, not making a move, not acting, he would do it. And I think now Brad has found these small moves to make the team better. Like you said, Joel, they have the best bench that they've had probably since Eddie House and James Posey were on the bench. To be all, right, all, right, all right, settle down. Yeah, settle. that's a little, yeah, a little going for Okay. <laughs> I think I take I'll I'll take uh I'll, I'll take Mook Rozier and that crew for two hundred. No, no, no. I I I don't I don't. I mean, wait. If you're counting, like what I mean, they the are team, now, the team as a whole didn't do well. Well, that second bench was loaded. Sure, what they do now, but that the whole point was those weren't bench players. They had to be starters because you lost Gordon Hayward and Gary Irving. No, but no, but we're, no, no, we're talking about to be bench players. Yeah, I'm, yeah. But we're talking we're talking about like expectation in an off season. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about like you know Monday Monday quarterback. What I'm talking about, what I'm talking about, this is the first time anyone's ever built around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, legitimately. But why though? But why though? The reason why is because if Danny Ainge is in office right now, Danny, no, 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 but no, no. Say what the reason why is though. I mean, at the end, it's about it's about the injuries, man. Whether it was Kemba Walker, whether it was supposed to be Gordon Hayward, like. For one reason or another, like that, that full fledged third superstar wasn't available, or they left. Not only, not only that, but you were you were trying to. Oh, the whole point is the fact that Brad isn't trying to wait for that perfect third superstar. He right. isn't 
clearing up cap space for Bradley Beal, which Danny Ainge would have done. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is like now Brad knows Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are a legitimate duo you can build around. Let's get pieces like Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. These type of pieces that they're not like. The we don't need to throw our cash. We don't. We don't throw. We don't need to throw our chips in for for the thirty million dollar player. Exactly. You. That's what I'm saying. And everything leading up to this season was we can't get into cap jail because we want to get that big fish. But I think Brad like is like you know what? I'm sick of waiting for that big fish. Yeah. Let's make a team that can be, that can be built around. We still have some cap flexibility, but let's build around a team. Around these two guys, put the best players on the floor, and I think the the lineup, honestly, like you know, yeah, I I I forget about that season where Kyrie came and Gordon came because they never fucking played together, and that was a sort of a wash of a season. But like that season, that type of bench, this type of bench, when you when when you were really championship contenders, that's the type of depth you're building, and I think it's a great look for Brad, and I think it's a great look for Marcus Smart because. Marcus Smart's making $19 million. On any other team, he may be handed the keys. But on this team, he's not being handed the keys. He's got more offensive like options around him that But that's but that's what I mean though when I say the keys. Not like you know, you're not you're not gonna I'm not saying he's He's not saying the office is gonna be built around. Yeah, that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that that like like you have Yeah, you have a ball handler and a cis guy that did that for the last he's done it the last couple of years, especially when Kemba was out. So now Kemba's out of the equation and now yeah. he's just focusing on that, making everybody else better. That's what I meant when I meant with the with the keys. And plus yeah. I'm I kind of disagree with the last couple of years when it comes to what you said about Danny Ainge. Most of what Danny Ainge's moves were were reactions to I don't want to call them mistakes. It's just like things that just didn't work out. So you know, no, I know, Kyrie but, bounce. So you got the next person that you thought was the, you know, the closest to Kyrie at that time, two years ago, Kemba. Yeah. Gordon Haywood walked. You know, you got this big ass oh. TPE that, you know, it's just a TPE that just keeps on giving because now you're, you're essentially, <laughs> essentially a year later, it's just, it's like, you know, a little more than half than what you had. <clears throat> okay. A little more than half than what, so you, what you have when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, uh, no, it wasn't Kemba Walker. What, how do they, uh, Fournier, Fournier, Fournier. Thank you. Shit. With yeah. with with Fournier with Fournier going to the Knicks, the more TV. Yeah, with Fournier going to the Knicks, it's like all right, you know, we're gonna we're gonna focus on on giving the, an extension to Smart, who's been the, the longest tenured Celtic, and essentially he's he's your like Doka said, he's your fundamental you know piece. So yeah. you move on from there. You know, I, you know what Celtics fans take for granted? Players that want to play in Boston. Okay, like Kyrie Irving. The first moment he had a chance to leave, he left. Al Horford left. Gordon Hayward left. The one guy who wants to stick around here, who who I don't know, according to reports, you know, was the one that said, "Look, if I'm coming back, I'm I want to be I want to be on extension." And and you know what, Marcus, I don't blame you because this whole uncertainty, this whole like, wait, are you guys gonna save up your chips and hope that you get Bradley Beal and just you know throw me out there for a season for this quote unquote bridge year, whereas we're not actually going to compete. As, as much as we want to, or at least construct a roster that's going to say, look, we're competing for, no, 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 we're going to save our money for the big, that's not how Marcus works. Right. Marcus Smart is the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh yeah, guys, we need another superstar. No, Marcus Smart's the kind of guy to be like, I'll be that next superstar. And I think for the Celtics benefit, 
you're better off having a guy like Marcus Smart going into a brand new contract than going into a contract year. And I know that sounds weird for you know some Celtics fans, especially for people from the outside looking in who aren't necessarily huge Celtics fans, being like, wait, isn't it supposed to be the opposite? Yeah, but that, that's not how Marcus works because Marcus wears his heart on the sleeve. Okay, Marcus puts his heart and soul into every single game. Die, you know, loose balls, game-winning plays, all that stuff, all that good stuff that that Celtics fans go crazy about. You know, this contract isn't just about, you know, we, we need a, a stable point guard that we that we truly believe in. It's also about what he's done for you his entire career in the city. You know, a, the one guy gets the the quote-unquote captain, Definitely. the guy who, shit, when have when you guys ever seen Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown get into someone's face? Like, shit, I want someone like Marcus Martin for, for another series against the New Jersey, or for, against the Brooklyn Nets. I want someone like Marcus Smart, you know, at the end of the games, you know, running the system and knowing that I'm not just running the system because Kemba Walker's out. I'm running the system because I'm supposed to. I've been appointed to be the point guard of this team. You know, that kind of Marcus Smart with this brand new culture, brand new head coach and, 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 and new system, that's the guy who's going to be more motivated than anybody. You know, so this is a huge benefit for the Celtics in that regard. That Celtics fans, I feel like, just don't truly, they haven't really ga- grasped it. Nah. They don't grasp it right now, but they will when the season starts. But that's but that's just it, though. I just feel like the outside, because I've been, you know, watching the talking heads, uh, you know, the last couple of days, and they're more positive about Marcus Smart uh, resigning or getting an extension here than local guys are, which I don't understand because it's like, how are the national guys think that he's worth more than than the local guys who see them on, on see him on a nightly basis? That's what I don't get. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. Austin Sports Radio sucks at basketball, and they always no, have. no. But I'm I'm talking about fans. I'm not even talking about sports. The, the oh, sports radio. Oh, I'm the, talking about fans. The Celtics Chris, fans. What are those? What are those Celtics fans that actually like Celtics? What do they listen to? That's what the Boston sports guys, and that's where they get the that's where they get their opinions from. Well, the real fans shouldn't. The thing the thing is is that like you like there is there is time to be critical, and there is times that you understand that this is a good deal. Marcus Smart could probably go out on the open market right now and get three years, seventy five million dollars, no problem. No problem, $25 million a year. Like, you could lock him in for four years. You lock him in for a good rate. You get a guy that's, that, to Sway's point, culture builder. Everything, pos- everything possible to build a good culture, play good defense. Hell, if you lose, like I said to start, if you lose Marcus Smart, you're sitting there wishing you had a Marcus Smart on this team. You know it's- what I don't understand? The, the, the Celtics fans out there that, that were more comfortable with seeing the Celtics give that money to Fournier as opposed to Marcus Smart. I'm like, it's are you guys ridiculous? It's are fucking ridiculous. Like, hey, I I told you straight up. I told you straight up. Evan Fournier was going to get twenty million dollars from somewhere, and that's what you're going to have to compete with. And there was no way that we should have paid that price. And now, it's like smart for what you're getting on both well, ends. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's essentially <laughs> this more valuable. He's a more valuable player. Than yeah, yeah, but it's essentially this. It's essentially the same deal. It's Fournier got seventy eight, and Marcus Mark got seventy one, seventy seven point one. But right, but Joel, that's the thing. That's my point. My point is that there's other fans that are like, oh no, Fournier deserves more money than Smart. And it's just like for this team, are you sure about that? Like, you know? Yeah. Well, this is this is that. this is another this is another example of how the front office and the coach they're serious about Marcus Smart and. Like you mentioned, Sway, like if you go into this season with that hanging over his head, if, you know, a- am I going to get traded or am I, you know, they're not even going to consider talking to me about an extension. Right. Right, then, right. Can we can we talk about this? Elise? Exactly. Exactly. So then that's out of the way. It's not a distraction. They're, the team is showing you that, yes, you're our guy. We let Fournier walk, you know, even though we got a TP in return. That's how we do things. 
Celtics, Celtics are serious about and Danny Ainge one on one. Marcus Smart, exactly. If Brad, if Brad's learned anything from Danny Ainge, yeah. it's TPEs. How do you Yo, create that them? Week, that week on the TPE course, it had to be his best week. It had to be his favorite week. Come on. I mean, you got three, you know, good sized TPEs that you can that you can mess with. You can play around with this season. Right. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar will go crazy if you know about him. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the best exception. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but it's a trend. It's a trend, bro. It's a trend all over the fucking league now. Everyone's fucking doing signing trades and creating TVs. We haven't, we haven't seen the Udoka smart yet either. I mean, that could be a different smart. Yeah, these guys got three TPEs now. They're just TPEing it out, man. It's ridiculous. Stacking up on the TPEs. I love these, bro. TPE season. Yo, someone someone needs to order a jersey with the uh, with TPE on the back, and then instead of like an eight, like switch it to the side, you know, infinity. <laughs> and then on the front, on the front, just be like first first round draft picks are overrated. <laughs> draft picks are overrated. That's what that's what's happening in the CP situation. You well, get a first a, rounder. You get a first round. That was fucking Angel. Angel. The first. I remember the first time I like I heard of a, of a TPE maybe like four or five years ago, and I was like, what 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 is this? A trade exception? You you have like money to like. You don't have money, but it, it absorbs salary, and it's like, what? Yeah. Okay, all right. This is a every once in a while type of thing. And now, like like you said, like hotcakes. Everybody wants a TPE. I swear, TPEs are going to be like Bitcoin in like six months. But we got to try quick. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys have any early favors for this thing, or are, are you, am, I, am I too soon? I mean, the TPE though, it's like that's the first thing that people ask, right? Because people literally think that it's just it's 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 money. It's like you know, and it's not. All it does is absorb shit, but. Like to do a trade, the signing trade for I don't know, someone like a Laurie Marketing or whatever, you know, coming coming this way, you would have to shred a lot of salary, which uh, I think I think uh, Brad has done a, a good job of doing so far. But to shred even more salary to have this dude uh, overcome this way because he doesn't want to play with Chicago or doesn't want to even consider Chicago I'm as not, a destination. I'm not crazy about. I'm this not guy. crazy about that either. Too. I that was, that, so that, was, that was what I was leading to. Yep. There's one. After the TPE, and that's Patrick Beverly. The guy's been traded around. He's on the Timberwolves. They're going to go nowhere. We need Patrick Beverly, a secondary Marcus Smart. That's what we want for the TPE. Oh, man. They got like seven guards right now. I think they're good. I would want to see them address the wing position or give me a shooting, give me a stretch big. They could, they could shoot. I believe uh, Aaron Gordon is still available. No, nah, I don't want him. <laughs> Not anymore, <laughs> right? No, no can't, be, can't be him. Can't be him. Can't be him again. <laughs> Yo, Aaron, you know why? You know why it can't be you, right? <laughs> you know why? You know why, right? <laughs> the agent, the agent hits up uh, Stevens. Yeah, you, you know why it can't be him, right? Yeah, it's just we can't, we can't go that route. Christian Woods, an interesting thing that I heard float around, but I don't think Houston's giving up on him. Nah, man, that's like, yeah, they're not gonna do that. Nah, man, they're bucking up their front line there with Christian and uh, and now Daniel Tice. And another thing to keep in mind also is that the Celtics can't trade, you know, because obviously Chris Dunn has been mentioned a lot of trade. They can't trade until October. There's a little, there's a little restriction there. So I, I mean, this TPE is not going to expire for at least another year. So. Took so damn Either long way, to go through. Yeah. The fact that the Celtics have three of them, we'll, we'll be having TPE segments all season long, guys. So stay tuned. But also, I think that Brad. I hope that Brad will be more apt apt to trade the TPE at the trade deadline more than Danny was because Danny wasn't giving up picks for nothing. Yeah, until that Fournier thing happened because he's like, yeah, you guys, <laughs> Brad's like, you got to give me something, man. Like, do you want us to make the playoffs? You better give us something. It's all good. You just make the damn draft picks, you know, heavily protected and, you know, they're worth something. He's like, bro, I'm retiring. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you traded two yeah. second round draft picks <laughs> for a rental. Imagine, 
Imagine Brad, Danny, what the fuck? <laughs> this episode of the Cause Street Podcast is powered by Cuban Round Cigar. It's the best time of the year. The summer is finally here. The grills are heating up and sports are in full swing. Now that calls for a celebration. The only thing left to do is get yourself a Cuban Round Cigar. Whether you're celebrating your college graduation or just having a good time enjoying the good weather. Cuban rounds are bringing you the taste of Havana. Yeah, man. Hanging by the pool or on the golf course or really anytime you're outside. Why not have a nice fire at night and light up a nice Cuban round? There's nothing better than a good cigar on a good evening and just enjoying life, man. These cigars are bomb. Handcrafted, all natural and affordable price. Cuban Rounds brings you well-balanced cigars featuring intuitive blends and construction that are reminiscent of Cuban mastery. Now, Cuban Rounds offers layers of textured flavor with every single puff. Face it, the last two years, they've been tough on all of us. Let loose and enjoy yourself with the Cuban Round Cigar. They offer a luxurious experience with a high-quality product at an affordable price. The Cuban Round Cigar is a guilty pleasure without the guilt. You can enjoy yourself right now follow them on instagram at cuban round cigar that's right at cuban round cigar on instagram and facebook all right dennis schroeder listen why can't why can the narrative be maybe he wasn't too crazy about playing in la you know maybe he wasn't too crazy about playing with lebron i mean there are reports about turmoil right there are reports that he's selfish quote unquote you know reports that uh things didn't always go as smoothly in la but at the end of the day i mean when he talks about the Celtics legacy and, and the tradition, and we we know the, the 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 Rondo influence he had throughout his life, I mean, why isn't it why is it so crazy to, to believe that? I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think he went into free agency being like, if LA doesn't want to offer me anything, fuck it, I know Boston's going to give me that two point five, you know, or, or, or that five point nine. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that yeah, he must have been surprised, being like, wow, this this market dried up real quickly. So I guess I have to go to Boston. So yeah, sure. He said he said the 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 you know the respect he has for the franchise, but I also think that when it comes down to it, he's excited about the situation. I, I truly believe that. And why wouldn't he be? He has to prove himself that he's worth that much money in a year. So he's gonna he's gonna ball out. There's there's a this is a win win no matter how you slice it for the Celtics. And if yeah. it, and if it doesn't work out, you know, at some point during the season, you know, that's what the trade deadline is for. You know, I'm pretty sure yeah, there's but- some contenders out there that wouldn't mind, you know, snagging. Uh, shorter for you know at 5.9 million i mean the Celtics stood firm too because there was reports out there that he wanted that second year and he wanted the full mid-level at you know nine point whatever and Celtics like nah man 5.9 like, that brad was like that i can't do, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no we're not doing uh no dennis all right i don't see anybody else knocking at your fucking door so uh what's it gonna be I think there's two huge wins for this Dennis Schroeder thing. <laughs> End quote. You can look at it two different ways. You can look at it for one way. If you traded Al Horford, if you traded Al Horford and Schroeder for Kemba, everyone would love that deal. Love that deal. And last year, if you did that, everyone would say, great, we got a point guard, we got a nice big, whatever. And that, but also like the fact that, um, Schroeder, is an upgrade over the Jeff Teagues, the Brad Wanamakers, uh, like the backup point guard on this team. If Marcus Smart's your starting point guard, man, did we just upgrade that backup we've seen in a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's honestly like we haven't had a backup point guard here 
like that since uh, Shane Larkin. I'm just kidding. But that's what I mean. Like, you guys- <laughs> He's like, Sean's like, I'm sorry. I couldn't even keep you straight face when I said that. I'm sorry. My that's bad. the type of backup point guards we've been dealing with. The Larkins, the Wanamakers, the Teagues. Like, you got a legitimate guy that when, if Marcus Smart is having a bad game, offensively and maybe you know whatever you can switch it up and you can you can play schroeder and forget about the bad game by spot you can just play schroeder you can play them together too you can play them together man with a combo guard and it's it there's a lot of lineups you can you can play around with when it comes to i wouldn't be surprised if they they end games that way yeah yeah like schroeder schroeder was a he, he was a Six man of the year candidate. Yeah, he was. He's better suited to you know come in and 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 he knows what needs to get done versus being a starter or running or running things at the point. But yeah. either way, like you got you have a, a a veteran combo guard that you can throw in in any lineup at this point when you think about it. People forget. People forget how good Dennis Schroeder is when you know. I think last year was a little bit strange for him because it was the first time that he had to be like the guy. He was the number three on that team last year. But you know what the you know what the problem no, was no, with that, that though? That's because they got they got banged up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like they were banking on him to be like, all right, you're going to be our leading scorer tonight because you know AD and, like, and LeBron they're they're chilling yeah. together and they don't feel like yeah. playing tonight. And and, and, you're, and our, our next best option is Caldwell Pope. So exactly. Know. So so please, Dennis, save us. And he, he's, yeah. that's not his role. He doesn't like that role, at, even though he won't say it. Beginning of the year, the Lakers had LeBron, Anthony Davis, and who was the number three? Yeah, when they were healthy, I get you. I get what you I get. What you're saying, but yeah, but even even like forget about like forget it. Even if even if you're picking Schroeder to be your number three, like that's not him, bro. Like he needs to be a guy that is not relied on but can contribute. He's a role play. He's one of the best, probably role playing point guards in the league that doesn't that doesn't need to be a number three on the team. You well, know, what I, I mean? mean, well, if they gave him if they gave him that that role that. He's not comfortable with. I think he was probably thinking, well, maybe you should pay me like this, that, yeah. like the role that like, you want like, me to play. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's why he wanted this 100 yeah. mil. Is it, then get the fuck out of here. All right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's, there's two separate sides to look at it too. There's two separate sides because, you know, if we're, if we're sitting here in Boston saying, hey, we got Dennis Schroeder for $5.9 million, we're ecstatic because we know he's probably, like, honestly, Dennis Schroeder should be making $15 million on a four year. But honestly, in the robot, bro, it's such a good pickup. I love it. Honestly, Dennis Schroeder. Best thing Brad's done so far. Easily. Dennis Schroeder should have, in any any other year, I don't know what the hell happened this year, but he should have got $60 million. Well, I mean. That's, the team was one Dennis Schroeder signing away from me, just like burying it into the into the play-in tournament. But the thing is, I know, right? Last, I don't, last, I don't put that. Last I don't episode, put that on yeah, you weren't, I don't put you that weren't, on the record. No, you you put that on the, on the record last episode. You were just like, you were talking about Chicago. You were talking about yeah. you know New York yeah. before they picked up you know Kemba and, yeah. and officially signed. It was a Gordon. nightmare. You were like, yo, I'm just, this would be surprising if this team even makes the fucking you know the play-in tournament. I was like, holy shit! But, now the, the you know what the biggest question is? Yeah, because you have a 15, 60 point score. You got you know. Six rebounds, five assists a game. You got a motivated guy. You a defender, got a, guy a solid defender, underrated. You got to you got to play. There's not a lot of players out there, at least on the Celtics. Not a lot of players on this team that that's that's playing for a, a eighty to ninety million dollar contract. You know, like that. That's the kind of energy you're getting. Yeah, and I, I think guys, I think he's going to realize pretty quickly that he's not going to make a big splash in free agency if he's a selfish ball hog like the boston sports is just so stupid they're like oh well he's a selfish player he's not gonna be a selfish player 
if he's trying to make a contract. That would be the right. dumbest thing he can do. Yeah, but and, the thing is, you know, when 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 rumors get brought up like that, and the fact that he he reportedly turned down the eighty four mil from the Lakers, it's like, would he have done that had he been with OKC, for example? Like, would he have turned yeah. that down? Probably not, right? Because, I don't think so. No. Yeah, because because he he was comfortable in his role in yeah. OKC. Is like, you want me to be the third scorer here or the third guy here in L A championship Lakers team? Then fucking pay me. Like I'm I'm a right. fucking champion then. And, yeah. Or or maybe too, he just doesn't fuck with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like I don't, I don't know. Hey. Maybe it's not personal, but maybe he just go. didn't like the situation in LA. But no one that uh, the the fact that no one even brings that up is like, no, that's impossible. That who wouldn't love to play with these guys? I'm like, yo, this dude didn't grow up in the US. Yeah. He's not an AAU baby. Yeah. He didn't grow up idolizing LeBron James. He grew up overseas looking at the Celtics doing their thing, yeah. chasing after banner number 17. Yeah. This dude is built differently, okay? Like not not everyone is begging to play with LeBron and be his sidekick to go win championships. Not everyone wants to do it that way. Yeah. Like the fact that the Lakers, all their role players that they just signed within like, you know, days of, you know, free agency opening up. They only spent like fifteen million dollars on those dudes because they all wanted to play with LeBron exactly. James and fucking that, AD. So they're like, "Yo, is, that's what Super T is supposed to do." But like the that, fact that Schroeder's not in on that, why is that so remarkable? You know. And you know what? Too, there's another underlying thing that like a lot of people I haven't heard once, but you know, Al Horford played with Schroeder for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not a that's that's probably one of the reasons why he was. I mean, everyone loves Al, and if you play with Al. He played with him. He didn't play with him in OKC. They didn't cross paths. But like in Atlanta, they were. He was the sixth man on that yeah. Atlanta team. That's that how you call mine. Even the East. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what else, too, Sean? That's a good point because you know what else? You go back to those times, people who weren't even, you know, following the Celtics like that, players from the outside looking in, that was a fun ass team to watch. That was fun yep. ass culture. It was, you know, being on the wrong side of things. What did Al Horford say? When he, when he, when he, uh, during his in- introduction pr- uh, press conference, he's yep. like, man, I remember being on the road during the playoffs being like, this place is hectic. Like, right. They're losing. They're, we're about to win the series, but man, these fans are having fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. People, people believe in that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe it's not as common as it used to be because the majority of these people, you know, majority of the kids is just a different generation. But again, this is a, this is a, I, I don't know, I don't want to call him an old soul, but he, he's, he was, he's not built like most, you know, uh, yeah. People who grew up here, uh, players that that played AEU and, and came up, you know, the, the way that most of these players did. Yeah, he's, he's, not typical, he's not a typical guy. You're not a typical player from this generation, current generation. Right, exactly. He's, a bit older. Players, he's yeah. not a kid, right? Yeah. No, like, yeah. Solid, also, solid veteran. Also, bro, he fucking. Also. Is, fuck bro, I'll put it on. He's also. He fucking thrashes on the skateboard. He's a good skater, too, if you didn't know. And, and he can't stand Kyrie Irving. So, psh, can't go wrong That's with that. Those Let's players. go. I'm and, and. He threw the new tires on the Bugatti. Hey. Actually, I don't think it was the Bugatti. No, I don't, nah, I don't think it was the Bugatti. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I, I saw that picture, but yeah, I know. What you're talking it just, about. It just, Dennis Schroeder bought a sports car. That's, yeah, that's all it said. You know, with his with his five point nine million. Uh, In other words, it's some fucking German company we don't know about. So. Yeah. Also, also, uh, I do think going back to basketball. Sorry to get off the Bugatti talk for a second, but this, this guy, man, fucking Dennis, a. Dennis Schroeder effect. What? What do you got? What do you got, bro? What? His, his defense, right? And if you want to go small ball, I think that this lines you up perfectly to put Schroeder at the one, Marcus at the two, Jalen at the three, Tatum at the four, and then Al Horford at the five. That's a great small ball lineup. Everyone can shoot. Everyone can defend. Pretty much. Everyone can shoot. Yeah. There you go. That's huge, man. 
like that. We've never had that. And and also, I would know I wasn't on last episode when we talked about the Josh Richardson acquisition, but you warming up to it, Joel? You were about to say that the Seventy Sixers when they got Josh Richardson were a championship fucking contender a couple of years ago, and we better have that same type of attitude right now when he's not being forced into the starting lineup and. He's literally going to be a three and D guy coming up. Indeed, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but he can still be he, he can still he can still start. It's not, there's nothing set in stone. Sure, but it's not like you have like Furkman Korkmaz backing him up. You know what I mean? Like if he's a starter, great. But he's he's legitimately like I just I just love the depth that Brad Stevens has brought. Like love it, love yeah. the way this team is being brought together. And you need guys like that. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I, honestly, last year I was sort of forcing it. And I, I admit to really? that we were going to be a championship contender. I'm, I like this team way better than last year's team. Like hands down. Like no, yeah, don't be I, obnoxious. Don't talk about championships because it's, it's going to be bad. Knowing what I know about Kemba, <laughs> yeah, I but think- uh, don't, don't, but don't, don't do that though. Don't, don't put it all on on Kemba. We've talked about this. It's just, it, it was a fucked up COVID season. Like you know, of, of course, of course, agreed. I want thousand percent agreed. It was you could you could blame well, for seven, his health, but yeah, you can blame seven different things for the fact that last year we sucked. But like, I just don't get how everyone is now absolutely sleeping on the Celtics. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like everyone last year would have said they're a top four team in the NBA, and then everything happens that happens last year. Kemba can't stay healthy. Tatum got fucking COVID. Jalen Brown breaks his fucking wrist. Everything happens and they become the seventh seed. And then now, now no one just no one can ever fathom them even being mentioned with a top four seed. It's ridiculous. Like they're gonna be a contender in the East this year. I got them top five. I got them top five. It no, I, I I don't even I mean, honestly, the the only team you could probably say got better this offseason comparatively to last offseason, because I don't think the Bucks got better. I don't think the Nets got better. I don't think the seven. They're already better than something, so it doesn't matter. But go ahead. Wait, wait, <laughs> Both of those teams. <laughs> and, that's and, like saying if we're talking about health, like that's all the that's Nets like really need. The Lakers didn't get better. It's like, right, yeah, but they're still way better than Celtics. Yeah, I understand. The Nets, that. But the Nets, all they need to be is be healthy, and they're they're a dangerous squad. No, yeah, I understand they're, that. They're, they're the champions. I'm yeah. saying though, when you're talking about like looking at the East, there aren't a lot of teams that got better and made more strategic moves than the Celtics. I think the only one you can even look at is possibly the Heat, but I don't yeah. even think so because the Kyle Lowry Gordon Dragic, I think is going to be a wash when it all comes out. Yeah, but you also have to take into consideration though that Grant, given that they don't go through the same hurdles that they went through last year, yeah. which you could say the same thing about the Celtics and every other team. including Yeah, yeah including health because you got Oladipo who's rolling the dice on having a, hopefully having a, a healthy season because He's in that same boat with uh with Schroeder, you know. He took that True. took that like that little contract that one year to to build up his stock again. Yeah. Yeah, man. I yeah. just like I just like the Celtics being a disruptor in the year, and I I'm not gonna count them out in any game the way that they they've constructed their their team this year. So we'll you know what see. Two people sleeping on uh, Jason Tatum. He's like, like he, yeah. he's not done. You guys know that, right? Like putting up thirty a game. I, I, I'm not going to call it like a prediction. I'm going to say like it's it's going to happen. Wait, I think that whether a- we're talking 29.2, whatever you want to call it, but I mean, he's, just- he's coming up a great, he's great summer out out in the Olympics. Yeah, like, he was just he's only he was the team's second best player. 
Like, and why, why not? Why not him? Like, why can he not put up 30 a game? That's yeah, easy. and you know, you know what, though? I, I honestly, with that, what you said there. What's that, five points more? Four yeah. points a game? Oh, that, that is why they signed Marcus Smart. Because they know they got a guy that's just going to get better. And, guys. Damn sure. As much as I want to hate on Jalen Brown, he's going to get better too. I think you don't like, want to, but you just you want to hold on to it for yeah, for the for the stick. Yeah. I, the I, I yeah. have to. Yeah, you're, you're the guy. You're the guy. Who just likes to hold on to things until the wheels fall out. We get it. Yeah, but he's like, come on, guys, my stick. Let me do this. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get. He's gonna get better. He's gonna get better too. And you know what? If, gambling if, you. It just seems like yeah, it is. It just seems like it just seems like Brad Stevens finally drew the line and said no, Boston. And the Celtics organization, we are building around these two players, and that's that. We're not waiting for another big fish. We got two big fish. Let's put the best big best players around them, and and let's let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Like I love it. I absolutely love it. I just wish that we could find a way to get some some other former Celtics on the team. Bring me Crowder. Bring me Isaiah Thomas. Bring me Terry Rozier. Let's bring them all. All right, all right. Oh. All right, all right. <laughs> it's not 2016 again, bro. Maybe Larkin, but I'll draw the line somewhere, right? <laughs> Yo, I told you we have a better Shane Larkin now, okay? It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to use promo code NFL100 to receive your bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the tampa bay buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars bet online is your fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to horse racing don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season bet online your online sportsbook experts All right, before we get into uh, duels, in case you missed it, uh, the, the the Celtics getting stomped out, uh, Summer League Championship. Nah, uh, Payne Pritchard, uh, Aaron Neesmith, the, the two players who I think are you know, more, that the chance of them cracking this rotation is, is, is far beyond the rest of these guys on that roster. So to say that I was a bit disappointed is an understatement. But my question to you guys is, how much of this uh, Pro-Am Summer Tour, Pritchard Summer Tour, had to do with his performance because let's keep it real guys whether we're talking jet lag whether we're talking hype or overall fatigue something happened there and my question is why did he go <laughs> why did he go to the or what did he come back what you know like why did you leave to begin with like i don't think anyone understands how the summer league rules work prior like, engagement man like he was that's like your prior engagement prior engagement I would have been like, my guy. I thought you like. I thought you're you're getting married or something. No, but yeah, I don't have an issue with him leaving. I had an issue with him coming back because it's like, oh, oh, you you didn't. No, think- I don't. You better come back, motherfucker. No, but I'm saying, but you, you think leave, the Celtics? No, but back. you're like, oh, you think the Celtics wouldn't? They weren't going to make it. Like the roster, you know, wasn't going to make it to the, wasn't going to stay undefeated and make it to the championship game. You know, considering nah, man, considering like the way the format was to this year, that there was no playoffs. Okay, okay. Granted, all right. Let me let me back up a bit. When you think about this dude's background, this is a guy who chose basketball over life. Okay. 
Peyton got homeschooled because he he decided to dedicate more time to training in AAU and, and becoming a better basketball player than his social life. Didn't go to prom, didn't do any of that stuff. You know, homeschooled, had a small circle of friends, but they all played basketball. He dedicated his life to basketball. Okay. Was it about showing out? Okay, maybe was this a charity thing? I don't know what the case may be. But part of me feels like it was a mixture of I played two or three games. That's enough, right? I'm not a rookie. And, hey, I asked for this. You guys gave me permission for this. So what's the issue here? And he's right in that sense. But it's just it's just weird to me. It, it surprised me, okay, that he asked for that, for time off to, to go do that. All right, so maybe maybe that's part of him being the basketball junkie that that you just mentioned that he is, right? Is he, is he doing it for the brand though? Did he know that he could drop fifty plus and ninety plus in, this, in these pro hands and, and knew that for the for, for the Peyton Pritchard brand that it would be the move? Well, no. that's part of the reason why he played like crap in that in the, against against the Kings in in in, uh, in in summer league because they were on they were on him they were on they're like no you ain't dropping no you're not even dropping yeah. daily double figures in this game so damn right that's that, that that didn't help. What happens? No, I think I think honestly, I don't think that there's a, I don't think there's an error on Peyton Pritchard's part, but I do because you know he's a West Coast guy. He had a pro am that he. I don't think he was expecting really to be in summer league to begin with. Like I don't think See, that, that's what I mean though. But it was like, well, but, but why? Like, why do you think you think you're that nice, my dude? Like, yo, nah, you're not even harder, my guy. Like, take it easy. I don't know. He he. In summer league, he's a rotational player for the Celtics, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I look, I look at him. Dude, I read at least two articles that said Pritchard shouldn't be here anymore. It's like, yo, who told you that? Like, what makes you think that he doesn't? Belong? He's not LeBron James. Yeah, but that's just it, though. I don't think, I don't think he cares about what other people think. To be honest, I just think well, he's, nobody, that, he he's that humble. No, but he's that humble of a dude that he's not gonna let. He's not gonna let article or whoever get to his head that like, oh, I like, I'm too good for summer league. You know what I mean? I don't I think like that's it. Act like it. That's the thing that surprised me. I'm like, yo, you're the homeschooled guy. You should be the one that wants to play every single summer league game and never want to leave. Oh. Wait, so wait, I hear you, bro. I hear you, bro. I think that the Celtics. Hey, yo, this is your job. It's like. But, but like, uh, it sounds like it sounds like something Ducci would have a problem with, not you, Sway. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. Have, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I just it just surprised me. It's just like it's like it's like I'm not mad at you, Payne. I'm just disappointed. No, I think that's I worse. Think my my weird the weird part about this whole thing is that like I thought you were more about this life. No, no, the Celtics took a strange approach to summer league this year because it's very rare that you have three guys that played legitimate rotational minutes. Last year, they were all banged up. The only one that did was was Payton, and he's the one that dips. But But Langford, Langford, Neesmith, and Pritchard, like, but it wasn't by design. It was because people were hurt, and they were were forced into it, and they were hurt too. But I know. But normally, summer league teams aren't going to play a guy in summer league that had played legitimate minutes in the NBA last year. Like, yeah, but uh, last season was wasn't a typical season because there was no summer league the year the year before. I, I understand that. Right. It's like, hey, this is your first summer league, bro. Relax. Strange part about it. But I, I honestly, I think it was weird that they were there. And I think, but I also think that when Peyton left, it was after the fourth game. There was no, like, guarantee that they were going to make the finals. There was still, like, other teams that had to play it for, like, three days. Then it was all based on point differential. Point differ- yeah, that's why they didn't know. So, so it's a strange thing. So if he goes up and he's like, I'm in LA, I mean, I'm in, I'm in Vegas, I'm on the West Coast, let me go play this pro-am that I probably wanted to play. Anyways, I think the, the whole biggest thing about this whole thing is that he put up 92 points 
and he tried to show out like he was like, yeah, you know. And then, and then the tweets, the tweets what got me. The tweets what got me. Then he got a target coming, coming back for the chip on Tuesday. Relax, guy. Relax. Then he got a target on his back. And what then, makes you think you're gonna win that shit? Like, and then, relax. and then some dude locked him down, which he did. I watched about ten minutes of that game. He said, "Some dude, that dude's a beast." Bro. Yeah, uh, who is he though? What you mean? You don't know? You don't know Davion? Davion Mitchell, bro. Uh, yeah, tell he's, me. He's a defensive specialist. Like that's the thing. I mean, in the sense of the offense, I mean, he didn't go off, but he did have a couple plays that were, you know, one on one versus Pritchard. Okay. And again, you if look he, at you, you look at that the the Bleacher Report. You know, oh, ninety two points and the tweet and all that. It's like, bro, you know they're coming for you, right? Like, yeah, they came. Know. They came for him, and he realized what he is in like. Real NBA basketball, like right. when you're when you're the focus point, focal point of a, of a yeah. defense. Which I think that he he was the focal point of the entire offense. He had a shitty game one. I was really disappointed in him in game one when he couldn't hit a three pointer. And then yo, Madar showed him up, yo. Yeah, yeah, Madar. I, I love Madar, but that's another thing. No, I don't know if you showed him up. I'm just fucking. No, Madar had that fadeaway jumper, which was like the cleanest thing anything on that team did. Uh, anyways, hold on. Peyton Pritchard got shut down. Also, it just goes to show that you can put like the best second round picks in the world together with Carson, Peyton, whatever. There is still first round talent that will get you. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, maybe this. Well, maybe this is a good thing that he got it. You know, he got his ass. You know, handed to him. I think that that dude's been in the gym every day since. No, what I was saying is, I think that like the Celtics were four and zero only because they've had so many goddamn players that keep going back to the summer league. Was this Carson Edwards' third fucking summer league? Nah, like, man, it's only his only his second. second. Yeah. Oh, hey, I keep he balled out in his first one, so he was he was really looking forward to it. I just yeah, I think like like the fact the fact that <laughs> it was just like this is his fifth summer league. No, no, but but okay. So, but the thing, no, I, I see, I see what you're saying, Ducha. But I it's think his third, it's his third NBA season. No, I get okay. you, I get you. Yeah, it's it's same for Romeo. Unusual, unusual shit. Romeo, you know, uh, Payton is even though it was his first, like one of one of these guys, including you know, uh, even fucking Bruno and and even uh, the the two way, the two way signing. What's his name? And Bruno, Bruno's got run for two years on the Hawks. The same. What's his name? Um, Hauser. Hauser. Sam Hauser, right? About, oh, Hauser. I like. Yeah. I wish we saw more Hauser. And I'm saying, like yeah, each yeah, one of each one of those keep dudes. On a, keep him on a two way. We'll see what. I, I yeah, like yeah. I like. Well, yeah. Well, Undra- undrafted, undrafted dude. That they each each one of these dudes. They all had their moments. Yeah, but that's the thing about summer league. Summer yeah, ball was deep. Summer league <laughs> is supposed to be about the Hausers. It's not supposed to be about the Pritchards, Langfords, Neesmiths. Bruno, yeah, but with this unique season, yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah, man. but what, what would you have them do? Just sit around doing nothing? Go no, fucking just have Pritchard just play pro him, and, and that's it. What yeah. had a lot? He wanted. At, what other team had a lot <laughs> in summer league? Like, what, like we, we're always talking about. We're always talking about you know the question marks when it comes to these guys like Neesmith, like you know, like Romeo. Like they need run. They need they need run because there was there wasn't there wasn't even the G League last year. There was no main last year. The only other guy that I said was in the summer league that shouldn't have been. Out of every every game I watch, which I watch a lot of games, was Cole Anthony. Why was Cole Anthony playing in the summer league? By the way, that was ridiculous. What the hell was he doing? He's there? trying to ramp his stock back up, man. Just ridiculous. But like he was like the. I thought you were gonna say Grant. What the hell was Grant? Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, how do if you... anybody should have been playing, that should have been him. Yeah, how do you pick... been leading the squad? He should have been when when, when... didn't Sullinger do three years? He should be. He should pull a Sullinger. 
<laughs> Sully was uh, there all the time. Right? I think it was like Gerald Green and did like the three year thing. I forget. Oh no, wasn't it Nate? Nate didn't Nate play like four years in a row? Sully Nate Robinson. Sully definitely did two or three. By year two, we were talking about if he was going to be the leader of the squad. Man, he wasn't playing in summer league that year. He definitely did two years. I know that for sure. No, he did two years. He did two years. But because he I remember people being like, "Yo, he, he was you know found double double guy last year." No, like was you? No, because yeah, because he was like the MVP the second year. Yeah, he was a beast the second year. Yeah. yeah. See, I would prefer to see someone like Grant William be a beast and, and and set that example so that people are just like, "Oh, well, he's in year three. Maybe I do." But what what I'm trying to say is there's there was no the reason it was a false four zero because the the Celtics had four or five players on their team that legitimately have gotten run in the NBA. No other team has gotten that. And why didn't win at all, Sean? Huh? Really, why yeah. didn't oh, did they win at all? Stars, if Moses Sean. wasn't traded, Moses would have been on that squad too. Moses was already announced he was going to be there. Squad. Couldn't get it done. Bring up his fucking name. I'm sorry, man. What could have been? Don't what you could have name. been? Have we talked since that trade happened? Uh, yeah, we have. You haven't. <laughs> all right. Let's go. On. Let's, let's wrap the show up the way we wrap up every single episode here before we get to like yeah. out doing this bitch. Do not, do not skip the Moses Brown a bit. No. Yeah, we are because at this point, man, like let's we got plenty of time to get back into that. I'm gonna drop, it's I'm gonna be it's gonna be one of those off season slash regular season where we're just like, well, see, you know, maybe I'll, maybe you don't just give away a player like Moses Brown. That's <laughs> all good, man. Brown, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno's here to save the day, guys. Bruno's here to save the day. When Moses Brown goes off for 19 rebounds and seven blocks in one game, we're gonna hear from anyway. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm just gonna say this once, and I'm not gonna say it again. Okay, I doubt it. Okay, Moses Brown is going to make the finals as a starting center with Luka Doncic in Dallas in the next five years. I will put that on. Dallas is going to fucking cut him, bro. (laughs) Don't even guarantee. You can't guarantee they're going to get any Uh, better than Dallas. If they do, so is going to pick him up. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) Wait, but now Moses Brown. Now now everything Moses Brown. Okay, you know what? He's not going to What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Ash was wrong with fucking you know Sean's whoever. What was the former Nike guy that's running shit over there in, in Dallas? That's that's what that's that's what you need to ask. Not me. Listen, I would I would keep him if I was in Dallas if I was running Dallas, but I'm not. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna keep him. Trust me. They're gonna realize how great of a player he is. And you know what? You traded him for Josh Richardson. You got a rotational player. I understand the trade. I do not stand by it. Because no, no, I don't understand it because you gave them a first round pick. All right? no, the problem <laughs> is, no, no, the problem is, the problem is, Dallas need to receive something other than, well, something because they didn't receive the team. Sean's like, well, you send them Carson Edwards. Bro. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. because everyone's dying to get Carson Edwards in their squad. Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, pick <laughs> touch Moses Brown. All right? <laughs> hey, 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 don't Moses, hey. Moses is making making less than fucking Carson and 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 Grant fucking combined. So it's like, yeah, Sean's <laughs> like, that's why it's a great trade. <laughs> Yeah, this all stems from Danny Ainge loving Carson Edwards hit eight threes in fucking summer league. Dog. That's all it stems from. No, nah, man, I'm telling you guys, Bruno's Three. here to save the day, guys. Bruno is here know, to save the day. You know what? I was I was actually a little bit impressed with Bruno in the summer league. I will put it that way. He'll play garbage time that dude. No, he he was a starter. He played. He played. He played. Thing when he when the real game starts, he'll be a garbage time dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you. I'm not saying he's going to be anything great. He's still like 22. I just I, I, I'll we're never going to know what a team with Robert Williams and Moses Brown would look like. Yeah. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Too bad. Thank you.
what could have been. More of the reason why you should hope that Dallas waves him because then something's going to swoop, swoop right in there. You know what number Moses Brown would have been? I don't know, but this Moses Brown segment has been like seven minutes. Moses Brown probably would have been like. Don't say 33. 13. Just That's the first number, I think. Who? Bruno. Oh, he's. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. All right, go ahead, Joel. Let's get into it in case you missed it. Uh, Joel, why don't you end this show the way we end every single Causeway show with In Case You Missed It, what you got? <laughs> Good job, Sean. Well, thank it's, you, Sean. That was a, someone, that was someone, this, someone missed us, I guess. Quite the intro there, huh? In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. Oh, In Case You Missed It. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Payne Pritchard, which seemed uh, about like 20 or 30 minutes ago, uh, he made the All Summer League now? first what team. What do you do now? He made the All Summer League first team. Look at that. Look at here. Look at here. Even after a shitty game, he still made the All First team. Day. And I'll tell you who else made the All Summer League first team: uh, Jalen Johnson from the Atlanta Hawks, Davion Mitchell from the Sacramento Kings, yeah, Trey Murphy the third from the New Orleans Pelicans, Jalen Smith from the Phoenix Suns, Cam Thompson from the Brooklyn Nets. And Obi Toppin from the uh, New York Knicks. Speaking of which, why was he playing in summer league? Yeah. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> second year players can go play summer. Right? It was just weird. Oh, it just seemed like he was like you know. Yeah, I get. I get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we got. Nah, that he, whole was, he was. He was. kind of trash this year. You know. So. You know? <laughs> no, like all the all, all the additions. They're like, yo, you better, you better fucking, you better, you better prove to us why you should still be yeah. on this roster. Yeah, like yo, my guy, we I made the you. playoffs and you didn't play. So yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. Hey, You're right. My bad. My tell bad. me, tell me about Vegas when you get back. You know. <laughs> Tell me how you're on the cusp of not being on a roster without telling me that you're on the cusp of not being on a roster. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to see if you guys are on the same page as me. Out of the rookies this year that played, who's the best? Who's the best rookie that played in the summer league? Payne out Frenchard, of the rookies? Bro. I'm just kidding. Wait, what? Yeah, out of the rookies. Out of the rookies, like the Charles, first. Why are you gonna ask me this question when I know damn well you don't watch any of these fucking games? I you think did. I fucking watch I- these games, man. Uh, Jalen Green. You, Jaylen think, you think I was watching fucking the Knicks versus the fucking Clippers or some shit? Like, no, right? I watch these games. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> like, all right. I don't have much of a life on on nights. And Wait, you really? You've been watching it. So, all right. Who's your guy? I'm sorry. The only the only games that I watched were the Celtics game. I didn't watch any additional. Right. Yeah, I yeah. watched like, like a normal Celtics. Actually, actually, here. you know what? The first because the first night of summer league was that. What is that? Like that California? What do they call it? Like the annual california shit even though they have like the miami heat in there no no no. (laughs) oh oh the um the uh lunar moon the big three no (laughs) oh oh must be the summer solstice (laughs) it's the summer league but like the california teams but they just they have miami heat the miami heat happened to be in there as well i don't know why i saw that first that was the first night of summer league lando league that's the orlando league no no no. it was the it was all the la it's all the california team but then miami gets in there for some reason and it was where was it? It was in Cali. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It was no, man. I'm being serious because I remember before it used to be Orlando, be Utah. I think those days are over. It's just yeah, crazy. no, but yeah, but this particular no, but it was like a I forget what the fuck it's called. It's like a little tournament for the California for the California teams, but Miami gets invited. Yeah, and that was the first I saw. It was the um, it was the Warriors and Lakers. They went to like like double overtime or some shit like that. All right, that's the only other team. That's the only other game I saw. I wasn't Celtics with. All right. The reason why I watched so much Summer League this year is because I didn't know anybody from the draft, and I felt heartbroken because the NCAA was such a joke this year. But I will say this. Oh, yeah. You didn't do a mock draft, you douche. I know. <laughs> Who? You didn't do a mock draft. I know. Could be, I swear, I had no clue, okay? No clue. 
But Jalen Green, Jalen Green, was a second overall pick, I think. You douche. Was he the second overall pick for the Rockets, Jalen Green? Yes. But he was like weird. He was like a. But the one and two were locked in, and the third one was like. He wasn't like a college player. That's why it's so weird for me. Like he played like the. He played the G League because that's a, that that was that was the new rule after 2020 that you can do a year in the G League. And yeah. Then, and then you're um. Yeah. You get to the draft, which I think was perfect because of uh because of COVID. It's like no, I'm not going to play overseas during this shit. So. One thousand. Sort of, he didn't have a, he didn't have a lot of options. Yeah, one thousand percent. But Jalen Green definitely stood out, and I think Jalen Green's going to be the rookie of the year. I think he's going to be a beast on Easton. He was absolutely a beast. He got crossed up by Cade Cunningham once, but outplayed him that entire game. Did you guys watch that uh, Pistons Rockets game? Yeah, Cade Cade legit. Jalen I mean, Goldfarb. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, I, Cade Cunningham will play, but Jalen Green, I think Cade will play better. Oh, I think Jalen Green, Green's will be. Better than Kate Cunningham, hands down. You think so? That's a, my takeaway from summer league. The only thing I cared about was my, was Kings Warriors. By the way, yeah, Cunningham Cunningham crossed the fuck up out of Jalen Green, but I don't think Jalen Green's going to defend anyone if he could put up forty points on anyone at any time, though. You know what I mean? He's one of those players. All right, what else we miss? Nah, no, nah, it was the Kings, the Kings and Warriors. I'm sorry, that was the other, that was the game, not Lakers. I don't know why I said Lakers. Anyways. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, Joel Embiid has agreed to a four-year, $196 million Supermax extension from the uh, 76ers. By uh, age uh, 32, he'll be making uh, about $54 million. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably his last contract with the needs that he has. Uh, I would say that's probably a good prediction. <laughs> and at 32, like I think, you know. No, actually, that's false. He's gonna get that uh, find him deal, that like one year deal after that, like. No, I mean I, I, his last like max deal, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that because, but but at the same time, the guy's been playing basketball like he started playing basketball at age like sixteen, so he may have a little bit more than we think, you know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Also, what does this mean for the 76ers and Ben Simmons? Because Ben Simmons hasn't talked to the talked to anybody. Doesn't want to talk to the Sixers at all. That's fine. Yeah, doesn't want to talk to him at all. So, no, yeah. don't call me. No, talk to my agent. Yeah. What is what does that fucked? What does that mean for the 76ers? Because they're fucked. It means he's soft. That's what it means. Well, I mean, if uh, rumors are true, I think they're. Kind of. It means this thing could be drawn out for a while. That's what it means. We've yeah. seen this before in the past. But could what be. happens? At the, what happens at the end of the day? The NBA will swoop in and be like, "You, this team, you step up. And you, you know, they'll figure it out." But I just, if you're Philly, you have to be disappointed because there's no way you're gonna, you're gonna get equal value, right? Yeah. And even if you do get equal value, like, I mean, it's, which team is it going to be? It's, it's almost. It's, it's, it's almost yeah. like they should have traded for James Harden when they had the chance. Oh, one thousand percent. That's not even a. That, yeah, that's. Because even though you you know I mean even though you got Damian Lillard connected to the to the Sixers, what would the fucking Blazers want from from the Sixers in return for Damian Lillard? All right, so if you if you if you are the Blazers, right, and we're playing this hypothetical game, I mean, you're not gonna get like and 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 you know Dame wants out. I don't know if you're gonna get a better player than Ben Simmons, but yeah, but you cross that bridge and you get there. You're not trying to, but yeah. Ben. Ben Simmons just sucks. But the Blazers, what the hell are the Blazers doing? They didn't do anything, anything in this offseason except sign Norman Powell. Except sign him and, and not hire the coach that Dame wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> we're going to go a different route, but, you know, we're going to make you happy one way or another. 
Old friend and former Celtics guard Scary Terry Rozier has agreed to a four-year, $97 million max extension by the Charlotte Hornets. Good for him, according to his, uh, his agent, Aaron Turner. Well-deserved. Fat Joe, guys. You guys see Fat Joe at the, uh, at the introduction of uh, Kemba and uh, Evan Fournier? Is he invested? Is he a part owner? Like why? I have why no idea. He... He's just a uh, he's just a, a a New York Knicks fan who is a dope he's rapper. A... <laughs> he's, no, like BX, he's like BX all day, yo. <laughs> Kemba, he, we here. Terror Squad, you gave him Terror Squad chain and everything. Yeah, know, he's just that. he's just he's just a rapper <laughs> that Maryland, from Jesus Maryland Park. He's just a rapper that loves often injured point guards, which I am too. I could spit for days. I love often injured point guards. Oh man! <laughs> you imagine like it was probably years ago, but like, imagine like Bobby Brown being like a fucking Celtics presser. Like, yo, my guy, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with this. You mean you mean like the fucking Donny Wahlberg? You just randomly just showing up? Yeah, <laughs> like it's one thing to be at like a, a party or something or some kind of event, but like, yo, this is the presser. Like, like, yo, we got questions to ask this guy. Yo, Fat Joe, can you, can you step aside, my guy? Like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to take the picture. You know, I got to yeah. take a couple pictures. No, no, I got to ask him about his knees. This is a press conference, my guy. This isn't, a fucking, this isn't your photo op. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fat Joe's just like, but I'm from New York and he's from New York. Yo, tell me you have a stock in this company. Like, why the hell are you here now? Yo, yo, Fat Joe just starts, just starts screaming at fucking, uh, what's his name? Dottie Wallace. Like, yo, who the fuck do you think you're talking to right now? <laughs> I ain't fucking, yeah, I ain't fucking uh, uh, Oakley, okay? You can't fucking talk to me like that. You ain't kicking me out of this fucking arena. You ain't giving me the Oakley. You ain't giving me the fucking Oakley, though. I ain't Spike Lee, my dude. He's like, James Dolan is a big fan of Blue Bloods, okay? <laughs> someone, he walks out, someone just blasts his like, lifestyle playing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's who it is, James Dolan. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I said earlier, but yeah, James Dolan. But anyway. What'd you, you say? Did you know that, 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 uh, I said Donnie something. Donnie, uh, Donnie Walsh. Donnie Walsh, yeah. He's the uh, old Knicks guy. Donnie, I thought you said Donnie Wahlberg. No, Donnie I Wahlberg met, was a couple of no, other things. He said Donnie Wahlberg was a Celtics, Celtics yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I met Donnie Wahlberg right now. No, the Knicks management is such a fucking mess, but I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Donnie yeah. Walsh, RIP. That guy's like 20 years dead, dog. Donnie Walsh. Donnie, you know what it is? Donnie Walsh was in yeah, that. He that died dog. like two years ago. Donnie Walsh was in the uh, the Miles in the Palace doc that it was was uh, that I saw recently. So, oh, what did he what did he bring to the table? He was talking <laughs> talking about the fucking fighting, bro. <laughs> talking about talking about the paces, you know, going to keep their shit together. That's what he was talking. Yeah, about. he was like, "Who could have won the fucking fight?" <laughs> Donnie Walsh was like, "Yeah, I was up in the booth, and then somebody threw a bottle, and it was it was a malice. It was a malice in the palace. It was crazy." Oh no, no, you were thinking about the bottom line, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they all kept saying that, like, "Often we remember, but we was number one team in the league at that time." Yeah, huh? yeah I was like, "Yo, it was fucking like a week into the fucking season." Right? <laughs> Donnie Walsh is definitely still with us, bro. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> I know. No, so I didn't say. I didn't say he was. This guy. This guy. Said, I, I, I mean, he's seventy five, but he's still with us. He's still with us. He's still with us. Excuse me. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of often Eight. injured, often injured point guards, Patrick Beverly has been traded twice in the span of a couple days here. Make um, him traded three times. I want him on the Celtics. I want him. Brains, I want him. You know, smart brains and pores. Patrick Beverly, the uh, the one that no, the I'm, one that I'm, said I'm, the I'm, next five years are mine. The moment I'm all uh, set with Pat Bev. Almost. Yeah, right. Why are you all set? You were so excited when I texted the other night. Because that was before they got Schroeder. <laughs> that was after, way after they got Schroeder. No, you were talking about putting him and uh, Marcus Smart together. 
Yes, that's what I mean. Put him and Marcus Smart on the and, same and, team. And Schroeder. I think you thought I could switch. Which Schroeder on the trade exception. Yeah, you got you, that would be an, an insane backcourt. And then think about think about how they lock up Durant, I mean uh Harden and Kyrie. Yeah, Pat Bev got uh traded to the uh the Grizzlies along with uh Ray John Rondo. Tweeted out, you know, grit and grind, let's go before a couple of days after Who's that. This is Pat, Patrick Beverly. Wait, is Rondo, that. is Rondo going to get cut? I don't know. He's going to leave like midseason, go to contender, but I don't know if he's going to get cut. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, after after getting traded to Minnesota, now the tweet reads, so happy about the trade. New start in Minnesota. Some young, thirsty guys wanting to win. Hashtag glory to God. Not even he believes, like, dot, not dot, he dot. believes in this, <laughs> this, uh, yeah. this new beginning. Thing- I the one thing I his line to that tweet. The one thing I will give Pat Bev is like Tracer he seems wow. even the psychopath. Like he does seem a little bit positive about where he goes. You know, what I mean, like that's a good thing. Yeah, like, but he's positive in the sense of being like, you know, I'm not going to play forever. I'm, you know, I'm happy to be in his league. I should be happy. I have a job at this point. I well, don't know. I mean, I look at it. I look at it. Yeah, it could be that. It's I also, I also point, look at it. Such a point guard driven league is like, yo. You could, you can end about the league real quick, you know. Yeah, but I, I also look at it as like, you know, I'm still winning, even though I'm on a shitty team. I'm still winning. That's how like his attitude. But, it, but, but like you said though, it's like yo, Pat, you don't believe that. Right? Yeah, no, you don't believe that. But <laughs> he's throwing it out there, like you know, yeah. you know the last the last thing I did as a Clipper was you know push fucking Chris Paul while he was back was turned, but I'm still winning. I'm good. Don't it, worry. People don't forget. People don't forget. It, did you hear about the though about about uh, Marcus Smart and the Timberwolves? All right, Joe. Just don't even. No. No, they were waiting. They were. They were pissed. They, the only reason why they made that trade for Bev is because Marcus Smart cut the extension, and they wanted to to go after or trade for Marcus Smart. They wanted a bona fide hardcore point guard in their backcourt. And, and the Southers would have accepted Juancho Hernan Gomez. Probably no, not. they. They. But you know what I mean. They were. They were hoping he would go to free agency at least. You know. Well. He wouldn't have been a free agent. This is an extension. He still had one more year left. Uh, but at, at the middle of the year, maybe gotcha. they could. You know what I mean? They were they were eyeing Marcus Smart. That was a report that came out. I think Keith uh, Keith Smith is that his name? Yeah, the white he guy. Put, the white guy with the black name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who confuses Keith with anybody? <laughs> I almost i I wanted to say Keith Sweat. That's why. That's why I said that his name. The R and B singer? No, I don't think anybody confuses him with those two. But um, but but no, he put a report out saying that the Timberwolves were high on. Are they want? Every day, every day, diehard old school R and B fans go up to Keith Smith and confuse him all the time, bro. All, all the fucking time, he fucking he can't stand it. He can't stand it in person. They're like, "Are you the guy that used to go on the floor and hump the floor?" That's you, right? <laughs> no, no, I get this all the time, guys. No, 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 no. no. I'm the NBA writer. I'm the NBA insider. <laughs> That's right. I'm That's the NBA right. Insider, yeah. I don't sing. I don't sing. I wanna. No, I don't sing that. Guys, guess who's trying to make an NBA return? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Um, guess who's trying to make an NBA comeback, guys? He's a, Isaiah. He's, he's a guard. He's a guard. No, we know about Isaiah. Someone that's not Isaiah. By the way, um, he got looked at by the by the, the Lakers, and Lakers just fucking sign him and stop toying with the man. Just somebody sign him, please. I mean, yeah. you got Darren Carlson will work out. Seriously, yo, Darren Carlson hasn't played in like two years, three years. Come on. I'm sorry. I digress. Oops. Oh, what about uh, Stevie Francis? No. no, that's just me. Yeah, that's just that's just cruel. Based on the what conversation about before the episode started. What about Katina Mobley? 
No, he plays with the big three. He's still balling. Semi-professionally. Jeremy Lin. No. Um, all right, we need to wrap this episode. So all right, Monte, Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis trying to make a comeback into the NBA. All right, he's been, uh, he hasn't played since the 2016-17 season with the Indiana Pacers. And he's still getting paid by the Pacers, by the way. But says that uh, believes that he still has a lot in the tank. He can still play uh, another five years, according to him. Uh, his main thing is to just just give him a look. Somebody just needs to give him a look and make the decision that's, that he just wants a shot. Good, good luck with that, Monte, who is 35, by the way. Monte, that would be dope. I love Monte's game. When Monte Ellis was younger, I love that dude. Love that dude. Yes, five, five, six years ago. I love when people say that. It's just like, yo, who's the one being like, yo, I just saw him the other day. I still like him. He's <laughs> All right, yo. yo I saw remember? him at the grocery store. I think hey. he can still play. Remember the Monte <laughs> Ellis? Remember the Monte <laughs> Ellis? We got, we got tabs on Monte. Yeah, right. The trade rumors for Rajon Rondo. Remember those who were a big thing back in the day? Oh, yeah. I remember. Monte Ellis to the Celtics for Rajon Rondo. All right. In case you missed it, a couple of Celtics games have been announced for the upcoming season. Opening night. October 20th in New York City. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Madison Square Garden. I'll go. I work. Hopefully, Fat Joe is in attendance. You know, he's not going to get the okie doke. As the Celtics <laughs> are taking on the. Uh, if he's the not, he ain't a real fan. I know, right? BX all day. Uh, so that's, that's one game that's going to be on ESPN, 7 30 game. And then Christmas Day, the Celtics have game two on the f- five game schedule against Please the Milwaukee Bucks. I hope they don't play the Mariah Carey song. They're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. They're at play Milwaukee. The, so glad that the Celtics are on Christmas Day still and playing their former champions. That's a big that's a big mark. Yeah, this is the sixth straight. You're happy about that? Game. Happy that they're not playing at home, motherfuckers. Yeah, right. Guess it's gonna be home for Christmas, Drill. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Set it up. Hey, who's gonna be home for Christmas? Santa? No, oh, man. Joe, Joe Sway, motherfucker. No, they're, they're playing away, Sway. They're playing at Milwaukee. I know, which is great. Oh, oh okay, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> gotcha. I got it's a good chance they ain't gonna send me. Gotcha. Gotcha. They put home be in Milwaukee for Christmas and be pissed about this. I'm gonna bring this up every day, every Christmas day. Yeah. The last few years they've been playing home. I'm like, yeah. geez, I just want to stay home for Christmas. Yeah. So, so peep, peep, peep the rest of the uh, Christmas Day games. I'm not really, uh, I'm not excited at all. Uh, other than the the Brooklyn Nets against the Lakers, which is uh, that's a prime time game, 8 p.m. You got the Hawks and Knicks. That's the mm-hmm. that's the first one, 12 p.m. I'm usually still hungover at that time be, on Christmas. That'll be a good well, game. Well, the, the time yeah. of the game is pretty good, right? Two thirty. The two thirty is good. Yeah, that's good. That's 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 a that's a. Um, hey, after so the even if it did have to work, that's not a bad day. It's not bad. You yeah. hate when it's like five o'clock. Like the last few Christmases is like. Yeah. Um, and then you no got one, and then you got the Warriors in Phoenix at five. Say that again. I'm saying no one's talking about work on Christmas except Sway. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, sorry, bro. I got this fucking career. My bad. It's his birthday. All right, Jesus' his birthday. <laughs> I was like, birthday, gotcha. Yeah, you got the Warriors and Suns. Not really excited about that. And then you got the Mavericks and Jazz to wrap it up. He's said, not really excited about that. Why not, bro? Warriors and Suns are going to be dope. Well, well, I don't know. Joel still, still hates the Warriors. Yeah, it's not that I hate the Warriors. It's just that, like, I don't I don't know. Like, there's better. There's, That's there a bad be, offense. What do you mean? There's better, That's a there's better game. games. That's a great nightcap game. That's a great nightcap game. Yeah, especially Christmas. Those games what, usually what's the, what's the one? What's the, what's the 6 p.m. game? That's 5 p.m. The Warriors and Suns and then the Mavericks and Jazz. At night. Yes. That, that's a good That's a good Christmas Day lineup. What are you talking about? That's not a bad closer, too. Usually the closer is like, eh. yeah. Yeah. At, at least they didn't give like a Zion game. That's the worst. 
when they give Zion a game and the Pelicans play, you know, you're just going to watch a stupid Pelicans game. I hate Pelicans. <laughs> I think, I think last year, I think last Christmas, <laughs> last Christmas day games were awful. I think maybe because the season had just started. I don't know. They were, they were no, bad. It's because it's because they had the stinking Pelicans on. No one wants to watch the Pelicans. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Zion get traded already. You're, Move your way out because no one wants to watch a Pelicans game in prime time. That's just what it is. Lonzo Boston Warren is just like, he's right. <laughs> he's right. Hey, you know what, though? The Knicks and, the Knicks and Hawks, that's going to be a good game because probably at Madison Square Garden. And it's the first time Trey Young's going to be back at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, when, at- the, Knicks play, when the Knicks play on Christmas oh, yeah, Day, they, they never play anywhere that's not at home. That, that's, yeah. They're always playing at home. That'll be a good game. That'll yep. be a good game. Yeah, even the home opener. I'm just like, yo, Knicks, y'all really? And then I thought about it. I was just like, well, they did finish better than the Celtics. So, And by the way, I love. <laughs> like, touche, New York. You got that. For me, I love when the Celtics play. In the past, past like three years since I've had a child, I love when the Celtics play early because I've been up since 3 a.m. wrapping gifts or building whatever the fuck it is. By noon, I am ready to drink. And that is great. So. No, just, Jordan, there's no sand. Just tell them that you know, it's just you. Yeah, you know what? Maybe this is the year. Four. That way, you can wrap presents in front of him. It won't be a big deal. It'll be his. This will be his. This will be his fourth Christmas. His fourth Christmas. It's probably about time. You're right. You're right. This <laughs> <laughs> be the. This be the fucking. This be the most darkest, like fucking, like just cold blooded kid ever, bro. <laughs> just tell them kids, like you, you fucking idiot, bro. There's no Santa. He's going to do it for this edition of In Case You Missed It. Hit us up on all social media platforms <laughs> at Causeway Street. Hit us up on CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. <laughs> Subscribe to us on Patreon. That's uh, Patreon.com slash Causeway. I will say this. I will say this. It's been a while since the Causeway Street crew has been uh, shooting the shit. I know that's what it episodes is. Episodes is going to be dope tonight. I think you missed this. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. I, I, but yeah, after hours is crazy. But yeah, I, but hit up the after hours. After hours is always it's always a good time. Always a good time on the after hours. And if you like, I think you should leave. Then you should just listen to after hours. As always, Black Lives Matter. Stop Asian hate. And let's pray for peace in the Middle East. Now more than ever, if you've been watching the news, as we're hoping for the best. All right. Alright, till next week. Till next time. Thanks.